So Phil Mickelson's phone has been ringing off the hook with players who want to make the jump over to live. And Phil is not the only one who's been fielding these calls. We've also heard from Dustin Johnson. We're going to get into all of those quotes in just a second. But it does make me wonder, why would a lot of these players not want to come over to live? You're going to see when we read off some of these numbers in just a second about some of the money that is being thrown around that will just blow your mind. But ultimately what we want to accomplish here is I want to dig in to some of the facts that have kind of come to light over the past couple of weeks that make me truly believe, and we're gonna talk about why, but I truly believe that this deal between the PGA Tour and Liv is gonna fall through. And I think that the PGA Tour is going to find that same $2 billion investment elsewhere, allowing it to continue to operate and compete against live. Now let's dive into this here, Mike, because a lot came out from the Miami uh, event yeah. for live the mm -hmm. end of the season. Mm -hmm. And that's when players were really pressed on what's going to happen. Right. That's where we got this quote from Phil Mickelson. So he was asked, do you think more PGA tour players will come over to live? And what Phil said was, do I think that no, I know that's going to happen. And Phil went on to say, when players look at live, they're wanting to be a part of it. The question is, you know, how many spots are available? There are a lot more players that want to come than there are spots. I've been fielding calls, as we all have, from players that are live free agents to PGA Tour players to DP World Tour players that want to come over. I find this to be very interesting. Sure. First of all, mm -hmm. just the idea that Phil is acting kind of as an agent here, him fielding the calls, yep. you know, I think he threw in there the as we all have, mm -hmm. you know, so that yep. he doesn't have to be like the only one who's being the right. proponent of it. Mm -hmm. um, but the question is whether or not we believe it. Plus, who are the caliber of players? It could be anybody. Names we haven't heard of to maybe a handful of some big names. I don't know. But I, I truly believe that there's one big name that's still on same. that fire. Yeah, yeah, right? you, yeah. You might be thinking the same guy yeah. here. We'll talk about that in a <laughs> second. But he's certainly not the only one who's who said this. Also, uh, Dustin Johnson, similarly, he said, there's been quite a bit of interest. Each team is going to differ. We'll get more into that in the offseason once we're done after this week. He was talking about that at the finale, which makes me really believe that over these next couple of uh, months here, this mm -hmm. kind of winter offseason is when we're going to see some of the big biggest announcements and changes. Don't forget what we have looming is this framework agreement deadline that was for the end of the year, December 31st, where something had to happen. Now, what I find so interesting, and you guys can weigh in in the comments and let me know the same, if you feel the same way, or if you differ, let us know. But one thing that I find interesting is since that initial shock announcement uh, from the PGA Tour announcing the merger that kind of blindsided everybody. No one even knew these talks were happening right. outside mm -hmm. of the, the the highest ups at the executives. And of I genuinely PGA. believe that. What's that? That they were all surprised. I genuinely yep. believe that every single one of them is surprised. What I find surprising is since then, there's been little to no communication at all from either the, the PGA Tour or on the live side. Uh, in fact, even I think a lot of press are just trying to get someone to speak out and some, to answer something. They recently pressed Greg Norman saying like about what do you know about the framework agreement? And Greg said, I'm not involved with the framework agreement. I'm just over here running and operating live. 
I didn't need to be involved with the framework agreement because success was hap- was happening here. Mm. So what, and again, this is something we're going to kind of go into more and more as we unravel right. this. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot like on the live side, they feel like, hey, things are fine over here. We don't need this agreement. We don't need this to happen. And because of that, they don't have any reason that they need to dive into it deeper. Proof of that is what we're going to talk about in a second is a lot of these players coming out saying that they're getting what they finally wanted, which investors in the teams, people who are open and willing to start purchasing some teams. I think they're, yes, I think I'm curious to hear about that. And as well, as you mentioned, PGA tour, maybe getting $2 billion. I'm curious to hear about that as well. But what I want to know is, um, you know, basically these live teams, they say things are all fine and things are all great. There's a lot of success here. I feel like that's not almost accurate because I think the one huge, the huge thing dangling is the world ranking points. Yes. I feel like that's the missing piece of the puzzle for them. I think that that is the biggest missing piece of the puzzle, but I think there's another missing piece and I think that's viewership and outside sponsorships. Yes. And people who care. I think that there's, I'm, I'm very interested to see when the, when the, uh, ratings come in for this most recent, like the Miami, the year end event, Mm -hmm. right? Because ultimately they still have a, a, a rankings problem, but they have a viewership problem. I think there's no doubt that there's some of these quotes that need to be looked at with a bit of you know a little bit of a cynical eye mm-hmm. of thinking how much of this is self promotion? Yeah. How much of this is them trying to speak it into existence? We're going to get into some of the quotes in a second about what the guys like um, Bryson. I'm not sorry. What Bubba had said about investors and stuff like that and the teams, but. What I find so interesting and why I think it's another further evidence of why this this agreement, this merger is not going to happen, is that we've heard really nothing more from the PGA Tour. We've heard nothing that would say that uh, any type of outline of where we're at. Don't forget, we are now a month and a half away from the deadline right. approaching. Yeah. We've got no real formal update, nothing like that. If anything... We are seeing indications in the other direction indicating that that this deal is going to fall through and you're going to see some alternate deal. The biggest indication of that to me are these other potential investors who are coming through. So there's been some rumors and, and, and in a lot of ways, very validating rumors, I believe, because I think that these are stuff that it, it doesn't seem off the wall for some of this to happen. But there have been some rumors that the PGA Tour is out there behind the scenes. And this is probably why we're not hearing a lot forward facing because I think there's a lot of scrambling that's going on in boardrooms behind the scenes. But there are these rumors floating around that there are other investors who are interested in coming in and filling the potential gap that would be left by this agreement falling apart and them no longer having a financial backing of the PIF. Two of those that make a lot of sense are Endeavor, and Fenway Sports Group. Okay. So to give you a little bit of background on this, um, Endeavor, they recently acquired uh, WWE and the UFC and merged them together to create TKO Group Holdings. Mm -hmm. So they're clearly in the business of purchasing and, you know, in a lot of ways, merging and running big, um, what do you call it? Big sporting outlets, right? Mm -hmm. Um, then you also have another one. You have Fenway sports group, which has, again, these are, these are companies that with very deep pockets Yes, and they have the chops and clearly the interest. Um, 
Fenway Sports Group specifically has its marketing branch, Fenway Sports Management. They entered into a commercial partnership with the LPGA. Also, we've heard, and we talked about this here on the podcast before, they have... um, They've had some interest, and I don't know if the deal was finalized yet or not. Um, but actually, it might have been. I Tigers think they, they acquired, yeah, they acquired the Boston-based franchise in Tigers League, the TGL. Okay, so strong ties already in golf. I'm thinking about it like this: if you were to get either one of them come in as a big heavy hitter, mm-hmm. or multiple, maybe it's them too, maybe it's an additional investors, but. In the as that's just two billion dollars sounds like a lot of money in the grand scheme of things in the in the 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 world that is professional sports right now, mm-hmm. I could see it being very feasible where company like Endeavor and Fenway each put up a billion dollars or one of them puts up two billion, mm-hmm. and now in a lot of ways it, it solves a lot of problems for the PGA Tour because the PGA Tour what are their biggest problems right now? Not enough money to compete with Live, right. which we're going to evidence in a second when we look at the highest payouts and who made what. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah, shock it's you ridiculous. when you see it. But not enough money uh, to compete with Live is mm-hmm. number one. And number two, not really feeling very comfortable with doing the deal with the PIF because of the politics involved. Mm-hmm. Already, they've had Congress breathe down their neck. Already, They've had players who don't feel comfortable with taking money from the Saudi fund. Right. Already they've had protests and things that have broken out. I remember like the 9-11 protests and things like that of where that money's coming from. By then pivoting and taking your $2 billion investment from A, you know, United States companies. Yeah. Uh, and, and then B, having now the money, the $2 billion to compete with the payouts of live. If we were going to live in a world where these two entities operate, continue to operate, but operate separately, I would imagine that the PGA Tour would feel a lot more comfortable in that position rather than being run, rather than having I'm the sure. money of an outside fund. I'm sure they would, but my, my I guess I'm, what I'm curious to see is if that does happen. What are some of these tournaments going to be named? Like, is it going to be like the Endeavor Invitationals? Are they going to kick John Deere to the curb? Are they going to include John Deere? Is the purse going to be ten million of the winner of the John Deere Classic, two million from John Deere, eight million from Endeavor? Like, how's it going to work? The way I, and I'm speculating this here. The way I think that I could see it working, is the PGA Tour, which arguably a lot of people said should have happened a long time ago, drops their nonprofit status. Mm -hmm. Okay, because a lot have said that they should not be operating as a nonprofit, and we've seen this happen with a lot of other major sports leagues where they were nonprofit and they've since dropped that. Mm -hmm. I could see. These other big companies coming in, giving that investment that's required for the $2 billion, which helps raise all the purses for all the events. Mm, huge. They yeah. don't have to carry the entire load, though, by having, like right now, you have the PIF is the, the full sponsorship and prize money for every event on live. If the PGA Tour was to retain sponsors per, per event, now, again, there's going to be some finagling that has to happen because right now there's a there's a component of that, of it being a nonprofit and being, you know, tax implications mm-hmm. of that. If you sponsor an event, it's a nonprofit and all that. But if they continue to have that to help supplement on a, an event by event basis and then the benefit of being an investor is as we move into a for profit entity, the tour over time. 
I believe will have an ROI on that $2 billion and will sure. eventually bring in more money than that. Yeah. So you're, that's where you have that, that overarching um, thing. But I think that that leads to the possibility of it falling apart and a viable out for the PGA tour. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. The other side of that though, too, is, and, and another thing, like there's been so much writing on the wall that this is falling apart and there's been, and a part of that has been, there's just been too many pieces of the puzzle that just don't add up one other piece. And I thought, I think Alan Shipnuck put, you know, put this perfectly and I, I'm going to paraphrase him here. I don't remember his exact quote. Uh, this is actually when he was recently on the foreplay, the Barstool foreplay podcast, but if nothing else, it sparks even more question marks. And uh, and again, just paraphrasing this here, but in reference to the live and the PGA Tour deal, mm-hmm. keep in mind what's the messaging that's been coming out from this is that the PGA Tour is going to be the one in control once the merger happens, if this merger happens, right? They said that uh, Jay and the, uh, the, the effectively the PGA Tour uh, heads are going to be the ones who are going to be calling the shots of who gets to play, who comes back, what would be the methodology for players coming back and all that type of stuff. Well, Alan Shipnock, and again, paraphrasing here, but he said, in the history of business, I don't know one business deal where one side holds all the power and the other side holds all the money. True. Right? Yeah. So this is what tells me again why i believe that this whole deal is going to fall apart is because you look at it from the pga tour side they want to save face of being like you know we're we're bringing them in we're merging them for the sake of golf and saving golf by by not having golf be so fractured anymore Mm -hmm. right so we're gonna be you know still the head honchos in all of this then you got to think on the other side pif and the, the funders of live and stuff like that how, who in their right mind would give out $2 billion and not retain control? Yeah. Nobody. Right. They've yeah. got to be retained. Something. So there's some mismatch in the messaging there. Equally, we've heard lots of rumblings of, of Rory McIlroy and others that are on the PGA tour that don't buy into this idea of merging and don't, it doesn't sit well with them. And I think that their voices in, behind closed doors are louder than we're, we're, Led to I wonder if it all comes back to those world rankings. It's like, listen, PJ Tour, you guys can have control. You can run everything. We've got the money. You got the control. We want world ranking points. We want our players to be able to easily qualify for those majors. Do you believe that the PGA Tour hold, holds the power to control that? I don't know. I, the easy answer is no, but you don't never know. You don't know what the powers were in between like the, the, the DP and Jay Monahan and everyone and the way they talk to each other. I know there's a board and there's a whole thing it goes through in a process, but I don't know. Well, I mean, here's the, here's the thing for me. Like, I, I, again, I want to just go back to the, the, the thing that uh, Phil had said about players making the call and yes. wanting to come over, right? right. Because I think this is a, it's an important point to make. It effectively... The, if the players do start to make this turn and express more interest in playing for live, then what we have here is is a, a problem that the PGA Tour almost can't avoid, right? So this is something that just absolutely blew my mind. Scotty Scheffler was the number one earner on the PGA Tour for this year. Crushed it, yeah. right? Crushed it. Multiple wins, countless top tens. Uh, almost, we could say in a lot of ways, like a, a – a record-setting season mm-hmm. when it comes to earnings. 
And Scotty made $21 million in earnings on the PGA Tour. Now, we're not talking about anything with, with sponsors or anything yep. like that. We're talking about your on-course earnings, $21 million. We live in a world now where Scotty can make $21 million and Taylor <laughs> Gooch, Taylor Gooch made $35.5 million in earnings on playing for Liv. In 13 events, right? Or... The whole 13, season. Yeah, the whole season. Yeah. The disparity there is staggering. And it I is. understand that there's a lot of players who said they're not playing for the money, they're playing for the prestige, and all that type of stuff. But that's got to turn some heads. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't turn the heads that Liv wants to turn, if you don't pick off a Scotty Scheffler, right? Yeah. But there's some guys who are going to be in that middle of the pack, still bigger names who are going to be like, what am I doing over here? Right. Right. So I, I, I combine this with the idea of if live now live players or, or, or players in general have to be looking at this formula and saying, if I go to live, I can a make more money. I E Taylor Gooch. I can play in the major still Mm. as of right now, as long as I qualify, there's a, there's a little asterisk there. They're still having to qualify, right? But I'm not banned from playing in the majors. I can play in the big events that I want to play like the Ryder cup. President's cup is a little bit of a different animal, but the Ryder cup is arguably the one that more of them want to play in. Right. As evidenced by Brooks Kepka. harder. Yes. Harder to play, get in the Ryder cup. You got to play well in the majors right now. Absolutely. But that, and on top of that, the fourth and biggest thing is that the PGA Tour has effectively validated Liv by announcing this merger, mm-hmm. and ultimately the tours are coming together anyway. Right. So if I think, and just, you know, quickly sum that up, I can make more money, I can play in the majors, I can play in the Ryder Cup, and eventually these tours are going to be merged anyway. If if we believe that, there's very little reason. Where do I sign? To, right. <laughs> so now I go back right. to, and I'm looking directly at John Rahm right now. Here's a guy who back in the summer was, and, 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 and these were the rumors were out there from multiple, multiple, multiple sources that he was offered $400 million to come over to Lyft. Mm-hmm. At the time, there were still way, all those things I just said were all still question marks. Right. We were going major by major. We didn't know if these guys were going to be able to play. The Ryder Cup, we had, we had no idea if they were going to be eligible to, to be in that. In fact, we even saw um, Henrik Stinson stripped of his Ryder Cup right. captaincy just because of Liv. So <laughs> at the time, yeah. and, and what, what John Rahm had said at the time was $400 million is not going to change my life. Okay? <laughs> I know, it, 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 you know, whatever, it's a lot of money. Right. But a guy like Rahm, he's basically indicating in that statement that money doesn't matter as much to me. Mm. I have enough money for me and multiple generations after me to live comfortably. Yep. I don't need the money, Right. That was a time when guys like Rom and some others were standing very strong in their convictions with the PGA Tour. Now that the PGA Tour has secretly done this deal, kind of like undercut you who was trying to back them up, and you have all those other things have played out. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the Ryder Cup has played right. out. The majors have played out. You got to wonder, is he one of those guys making those calls to Phil Mickelson? Yeah, it, I, I would I would put him on the top of my list for sure, because he's never talked against it. Live right, 
You he's, know? He has said the most strongest thing he's ever really said was was back there in the major saying like, listen, that much money is not going to change my life. Yeah, right. Uh, he goes, yeah. uh, he was more so indicating that he was playing for that prestige of like where he wanted to play and the, the mark he wanted to leave right. on the game. Right? He's also talking about Sergio needs to be on the team, right? Didn't he go down that he path? Was, he was big backing Ryder Sergio Cup. for the Ryder Cup. I think it becomes a point that if the suspensions or whatever are lifted and these guys can jump tours, there becomes almost like no no reason for them not to effectively unless, unless. unless there's a moral component with the PIF and, and players not wanting to take that money because of where it's coming from Saudi Arabia. But that would be yeah. almost the only lingering thing that's left. Um, but there's other some there's some other big news I want to dig into in just a second. I want to talk about specifically what Bubba Watson, Watson said and about these the possible investment and people buying teams because that's another big component. Yeah, that's interesting too. We got to dig into that in just a second, and I want to just talk about some of the other quotes that come up of players indicating that basically lives not going anywhere. But mm. I think it ultimately all still leads to my firm belief is that live probably is not going anywhere, but I don't think the merger is happening. I think we're going to live in a world where you have the live and the PGA tour operating separately and competing for players mm. with ever increasing payouts that ultimately all the players are going to benefit from because they're all just going to make more money over this. Right. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. We're going to come right back and we're going to talk about what Bubba Watson said about investment in the teams. All right, guys, we're excited to share with you some exclusive opportunities from Titleist, but to be a part of them, you have to join Team Titleist. Team Titleist gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing, which we just went through, some little white box testing. Mm -hmm. Some exciting things for sure in there. And the cool thing is that you can be a part of that as well. They also have special events. Uh, they have limited edition gear with Team Titleist and so much more. Uh, so to be a part of it, the best part about it is that it's free to join. You just have to sign up. Join us on Team Titleist. Go to Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. It's one word. Team Titleist. Join Team Titleist. There's some really exciting things on the fire you're going to want to be a part of. And you guys know us. We play golf all the way through. I mean, there's no snow on the ground. We're out there. I mean, it may be a little cold, but we've got what it takes to conquer that cold. And you can conquer it too with Thermo Series from FootJoy. It's the most advanced apparel layering system in the game of golf. Thermo Series offers a range of distinct layering pieces for different conditions. To you know, it's designed to be worn all together, which is great. You can layer up, and then you can kind of delayer as you go along in your round. Maybe it warms up as you get to the turn, and you're kind of removing layers to continue to play. I mean, it allows you to effortlessly swing through the ball. It doesn't restrict you. Yep. You're not wearing Gore-Tex out there. I mean, the material that is used in Thermo Series is by far the best in the game. It's technically advanced gear, keeps you warm, keeps you comfortable. Go to FootJoy.com, check out Thermo Series, and as the day evolves, you can evolve with it. All right, guys, and recently we've been doing swing speed training with Ripstick, and I'm just shocked at how little time it takes. You know, like, listen, we all want to improve, but we also don't have that much time we can invest. The cool thing about Ripstick training is that all it really takes is three times a week, 15 minutes per day. Uh, it's really golf's ultimate training aid. You have eight different weight combinations, and it's all in one stick. Uh, and why that really matters is it just makes it super convenient to do that overload and underload training, which is really just a fancy term for swinging more or less weight, but the system makes it so easy. It also comes with an iOS and Android app, and it really just walks you through. It tells you what days to train, uh, and when you're training, it tells you minute by minute like exactly what you need to be doing with very, very good instructional videos that take you through 
each thing. So like I said, all it takes three times a week, 15 times a day, and even better, right now, you have Dr. Luke Benoit. He's the founder of the company. He's offering a free swing analysis with every purchase. That's a $90 value. So the idea behind this is not only to hit it further, but to hit it straighter as well. Use code GOLFICITY. You get 20% off site-wide, and you can really start hitting some bombs today. So with this idea of this, this agreement possibly falling through, um, I think that a, there's on the side behind the scenes, we talked about the PGA Tour scrambling to get some other investment because I don't think that the PGA Tour ultimately, if Liv continues, I don't think the PGA Tour can survive against Liv as easily mm -hmm. without a significant investment. Right. Because what Agreed. you're going to see is you're going to see more and more reports of what we just said of a guy like Taylor Gooch pulling in $35 million in the season in earnings and Scotty Scheffler having a career year and making, you know, 20. Half that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So I think that that's going to be a, a big part of it. But on the live side, there are still, there's still a lot of question marks. Live certainly does not hold all the cards. And I think that a lot of what we are hearing so far has been a lot of live players being fed a certain amount of motivation from the higher ups. Like, don't worry, guys, the money's going to keep coming. And, and they're then relaying that in their interviews. But here's the interesting part. If they were to split, the even with as deep of pockets as the PIF has, mm -hmm. they cannot, and I, I don't think they will not, continue to fund a sinking ship. Sure. Money still, in order for Liv, if these two to operate separately, in order for Liv to continue to, like any business venture, continue on successfully, it needs revenue. It needs money coming in. And we know that, A, we're going to talk about, we're finding more about the broadcast numbers as they come out, but they're not s selling a lot of sponsorships yet. They're not running a lot of commercials. The CW deal tickets, that they did nothing. is not super lucrative. The tickets aren't, aren't there yet, right? The other big piece of the pie would be what they ultimately want is investors purchasing the teams and, and some outside investment. So, the so it doesn't become that the only pockets that we're pulling from is the PIF. So what Bubba, Bubba Watson recently said is he said that um, – this is his quote. He said, we've had anywhere from 10 to 20 people uh, have asked to buy the range goats. That's Bubba's team. He said, they were there in Singapore. Uh, and then after Singapore, the floodgates opened and there was even more. Uh, there's been talk this week. I met with people this week. And then that's where, like, like I said, DJ has said something similar. There's been a lot of interest. Do you believe it or do you not believe it? I I. I believe it i'm just trying to wrap my head around what's the money for right so now this team the range goats pulls in i don't know what would be the investment even 50 million 20 million well and again like, i don't know i don't know what it's valued at fluff right and how much is true but and, and i haven't heard exact numbers spoken but i've heard players saying that they've had massive valuations for their i was going to say what can their valuation even be right so if the range goats pulled in 50 million in earnings over the season, Taylor Gooch is on that team. Yeah. Majority of it was hand, whatever. Let's say it's 50 million, right? That means if, if the range goats get, you know, a $10 million buy-in, right. Then they're selling 20% of their, that they're valued at 50. Let's just say they're valued at 50. Yeah. They're they're giving away 20% of their equity, but like, what are they doing with that money? Now, now is are they hiring someone? Are they becoming its own entity? The Range Goats are they going to do a full on marketing campaign? Hire people behind the scenes and grow it as a mini brand? 
Is that what that's for? Ultimately, what I believe that they're following is very much the Formula One model. Okay, which I don't know too well. So So you have have teams that are owned Mm -hmm. by either individuals or investors or otherwise. And then those investors, the way that their, their return on investment is that they take home a portion of the winnings that come from winning the races, Mm. and they take home a portion of the sponsorships. That's why you see on a Formula One car, they have multiple sponsorships and things like that. So for this to be lucrative for an investor, there needs to be either the teams have to start picking up sponsorships that the the investor gets a portion of, Mm -hmm. and B, the investor would have to get a portion of the, the winnings. However, here's where too, we are running in this kind of like this circular argument where somehow other the the prize purses cannot continually to be funded by the just the PIF because let's say you're an investor now and you get a portion of the winnings but the winnings are still the earnings are still all coming from the PIF ultimately the, the PIF is still the 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 thing that holds it all together right. they're the pin that holds it all together right because if there, if there was no PIF investment, there would just be no live at right. this point, right? I exactly. mean, think about it. Even if you invest in a team, be like, I just want some of that PIF money. And when my team wins, I get some of it. Yeah. It still hinges upon the PIF putting all the money in for these guys to take it out. Would you invest in as a major corporation with this questionable of a league? No. No. Right? That's the thing. There's still too many question marks yeah. for me. Also, there's too many question marks when it comes to the, the, the politics and otherwise behind it for, the, for U.S. investment. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting, though, is, is as Bubba Watson indicated, is when they did the Singapore event, that's when he claims that a lot of the potential investors came in. I could, for as much as I can't see at the moment, a domestic U.S. company throwing money into a team, I could see... A, a foreign company, um, mm-hmm. a, a company out of Asia or otherwise, putting an investment in where maybe they don't have as much conflict with doing business with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I don't know the in, in and outs of the politics of that or where other com- uh, countries sit on that. But I would imagine there are going to be some companies that if they see a mm-hmm. lucrative investment in ROI, they may make that that deal. But I think ultimately... The PIF is going to say, and they've said this in, in so many words before, they're not going to fund this indefinitely forever. The idea would be that the PIF could start to back down its initial investment and other investors would come in in the form of multiple sponsorships. So there's, there's multiple you know, wallets that this money's right. coming from. Then it becomes a little bit more of a an understandable business investment for a company to, for a company to come in and, or an individual to come in and right. buy a team. Right. Right. Yeah. Think about the model. It works other places. Look at even like the NBA. You've got uh, like a Mark Cuban owning a team. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's yeah, going to take right, sponsorships and otherwise. And I wonder if this company was actually also um, intricate in bringing a player over. Like for example, imagine there's this major Japanese organization that also kind of negotiates this Matsuyama bring over yeah. where they sponsor that team and he get we got you 50 500 million from the pif and we're investing this team at a 10 percent clip so we're easily gonna get that 50 million from you right when you come over and then you're our guy even spain you know john rom garcia team you know a spanish corporate you don't know you don't. it could be the way this thing is going and it'd be interesting to see how it plays out it is but this is why like i said i as it boils down to this i, I think that the 
as it stands right now, I, I, you can make the argument, and, I, and, I, and in a lot of ways I agree with the argument that the, the product itself of Live is not spectacular at the moment. Correct. Um, even just watching some of it over the weekend, I, I find it hard to invest in it. I find, I find it to, like, to buy into it. I, I find it the, hard to be entertained by it. I'm not fully entertained by it. Absolutely. The, the championship this weekend, for me, it was just it's the wrong time of year. For me, after the Ryder Cup ended, golf felt it feels like it's over for now. Yeah. Well, that's why, too, Liv has in its own way tried to operate in the like the not directly competitive competing with the PGA tour, but don't make it calendar based. I, I understand that, but, but do it in a way where like your, your championship is like the week after the masters, you know what I mean? And then the new season picks up in like June, you know, this way, as it's they get braver, golf. I think that they would be more willing to compete with the, the bulk of the PGA tour season. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're trying to do is not compete directly with it. But what I'm saying is, Right now, as it stands, I don't think it's a fantastic product, Liv. However, what I can't take away from Liv is how far they have come in just two years. Yeah. I mean, arguably, they do have some big names over there. They do have some very big purses, and it seems that they're willing to continue to throw whatever funds at it they need to keep this thing going. Yeah. Right? So... There's as much as there's still a lot of question marks in the air, and I think this is going to unfold over the next couple of months as we start to really see this thing take form and as we get closer to that deadline. To me, what I'm going to keep coming back to is I I think ultimately the biggest takeaway here is that I think that these tours are not coming together. No. And I think that what we've discussed here today is the two tours have the the possibility of operating and continuing, but separately. I could very much see a world where the PIF continues to pour money into live until it becomes more viable and economically sustainable Mm -hmm. on its own. By that, I mean they scoop up a couple more players. The product has to get a little bit better. People have to start caring. They have to start watching and attending events. Right, which I think you could see a lot large part from. We see it through the lens of being here in the the states. Sure, but this is a big world. Yeah, and there mm-hmm. may be a lot of other areas of the globe that are very interested. And we're already start. We ha- one interestingly enough, we haven't seen a, a, a schedule come out yet for 2024. But I think you're going to start to see a live schedule that is much more um, global. Yeah, and a definitely. lot more played in other places. Mm-hmm. Right. But if Liv can continue that and the PIF can continue to back them and they, as they slowly start to grow this brand and as part of that, you start to possibly get investors and diversify the investment and owners start to come in, we're now creating a very viable method and path for Liv to survive mm-hmm. without the PGA Tour. Yeah. Likewise, on the PGA Tour side, if they can, Pick up these other big investors that are less conflicting politically, uh, less uh, rubbing players the wrong way with where the money's coming, right? Uh, Companies that already have a history of and a knowledge of investing in golf. If they can then bring in the money to the PGA Tour that allows it to continue operating and compete directly with Liv from a payout standpoint, you could have a world where these two tours operate in parallel. They can be rivals, right? Yep. And yep. ultimately, players can then choose 
which format makes the most sense for their their career. And I think then, if that becomes the case, the PGA Tour, I believe, comes out a little bit on top because at least they still hold world rankings. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if I if I yeah. if I took away and I'm a player and I said I can make the same amount of money on either tour. Because you, I, I, I firmly believe that ultimately the biggest card that Live holds is that they can pay these guys more money. Definitely, right? Mm-hmm. So that there, if you take that away and you level the playing field and you say we are not coming together, pick a side, you make the same amount of money <laughs> in either place. Right. I think most players go to the PGA Tour, especially because so many players are saying they were going to Live because they wanted to play less, but make you know what I mean, be with their family more. Well, Live just keeps expanding its schedule. Yeah, exactly. Fifteen, sixteen events. Right. It becomes a point like. You know where you're playing just as many, if not more, events over at Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's true. So if these two operate <laughs> no separately with the same amount of money, I, I I don't know. I think that the PGA Tour still holds a little bit of of an advantage, but it's proof that I think that they can exist separately, but equally. Yeah, I mean they definitely can. And I got a funny little uh, hypothetical for you. This is a billion dollar hypothetical. If Tiger went to Live, would they become the dominant tour? Would everything change? Would the TV rights come? Would everything change? Well, we know change? the Tiger effect. The, the right. TV saying, follows Tiger. I CBS, just, everything, the whole PIF and whole Saudi and whole 9-11. Does that all go away if Tiger signs a dotted line and like everyone's watching Tiger and DJ and Cam and Brooks every week in, week out versus PJ Tour? It's boring. I think Tiger would definitely change it quite So a why bit. doesn't the PIF just pay him $2 billion? The, the, he's never going to go. Hall of Famer, accomplish everything he needs to accomplish in his career. Would never nothing happen. to win, nothing to lose. Would never, ever, ever happen. Here's a guy who was offered a billion dollars. That's what I was saying. They could five. At million. this point, it's silly, silly money. I think what you will see is Tiger's continued more investment on the PGA yeah, Tour side, both from a leadership role and also from a uh, forward-facing role. But the the PGA Tour can't though put put all of its weight into like relying on tiger. I know it has to have other ways to do this. Sure. But I think that the two can operate separately. What I do think though, is that the PGA torque took one major thing, one major, uh, you know, a weapon, so to speak out of its arsenal. The PGA tour spent countless months when live first, first announced trying to invalidate live, mm-hmm. you know, in every, every possible way. Right. But the moment that they announced that merger and shocked everyone out of nowhere with it, they immediately handed Liv the one thing that they really didn't have from the PGA Tour before, and that was validity. Mm -hmm. Now the PGA Tour has no real means of taking that back. Yeah, that's true. By doing that and be really behind the backs of so many players, validating them and the statements that were initially made that these tours were coming together, there's no way to walk that back. Even if the PGA Tour breaks that deal apart and does a deal with somebody else to mm. continue competing with Liv, they've already handed them a huge amount of validity yeah, that's by true. doing that. That's so that that's something that I think that if the deal, if the deal doesn't fall through, if the deal falls through, I think that there's a lot of people at the PGA Tour who will be losing some sleep and very upset over that they ever even did the deal. Yeah, maybe maybe what should have happened if this deal is going to fall apart, maybe what should have happened is that the PGA Tour and leadership there should have done a better job shopping investors before they just went right to. That's true. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it could, why couldn't they have done this before? Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. couldn't they have gone to some of these big names, you know, like uh, Endeavor and Fenway Sports Group, and said, "Listen, we don't want to merge with Live. We need, but we can't fit financially compete with them." 
can we all come together? We'll make this a for-profit entity right. and whatever. That arguably could have been the smarter move. Mm-hmm. But regardless, mm-hmm. we're going to keep on top of this. We're going to keep unfolding it as it goes. But I think that the most important takeaway here is that there's being a case made on both sides that neither is going anywhere. And the more I look at it and the more we see it, the more it does not seem like they're coming together. And we're going to continue to watch who is it? Mm-hmm. Who are these players that are blowing up you know, Phil Nicholson's phone? I think at the very least, before the year is out, we're going to see one or two more guys make that move over. Sleeper, Keegan. You think <clears throat> it's Keegan? Sleeper. Well, we'll revenge. have to see. Ryder Cup revenge. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I don't know. Wow. Had to slip that in. We will have to see. Hey, look, a guy like Keegan... Could have had a, a year he had this year, and he did it over at Live. A Taylor Gooch type of year. Taylor 30 million, Gooch 20 million. Right. A lot remains to be seen. Guys, the comments are open. Let us know what you think about all this, and we'll continue to watch it as it unfolds.